welcome to another episode of the Chairsofter Show, your weekly airsoft podcast where I interview airsofters, retailers, manufacturers, and we talk about different things within the airsoft community. This week for episode 20, I have Mark from Red Wolf TV, aka Blue Steel. Hey, what's Good up, evening, everybody? Mark. Hey, what's up, man? How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. Finally, good, the good. week is over, and uh, I can yeah. look forward to that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for coming on. With thanks for having mind. me. The, the time difference with Hong Kong, it's been a bit of a challenge, but we figured it out in the end. Yeah, it was. It was. I'm not the best at math, so, you know, thank God for Google. Oh, don't. I completely <laughs> forgot about it. When, when I was out in Vegas for SHOT Show, um, we, we were trying to figure out time differences, and my phone ended up going off at 5 a.m. from people trying to call me at a site to have a chat, and I was like, it's 5 in the morning here. I know it's lunchtime for you guys, but we're sort of eight hours different to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's it's only a little bit over 12. Usually I'm out yeah. this time during the a Friday night, but it's all good. You know, talking yeah. airsoft on a Friday sounds fun too. Exactly, exactly. So for anyone who doesn't know Mark, Mark is part of the Red Wolf TV guys. Uh, if you don't know Red Wolf TV, what rock have you been living under? <laughs> <laughs> Quite frankly, uh, they do some awesome reviews and Thank you. videos and some really quite awesome looking promo videos the one I'm thinking of for example was done by Tim last year when he came over to the UK with Kelly and a few others from memory yes yes uh, that sniper rifle one that we're, we're, we're holding on to review at a I mean to release at, a, at the right time yeah yeah it's um if anyone's not seen any of their stuff go check them out once you've listened to this uh it's great and the reviews are really well made um thank you thank you before we go into all the red wolfness and the tv um mm-hmm. so you you're obviously in hong kong now yes sir uh working uh you originally came from the u.s yes if i remember uh, yes. was it california you told us uh yeah dad is from uh, orange county uh, we kind of yeah. lived kind of Orange County, Anaheimish kind of area. Now they all move, so like we don't have anyone but my uncle that lives in California. So we have like my aunt <laughs> and them live up in Oregon, and my folks live over in Arkansas now. So go figure. We went from California to Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> what a change. So, uh, yeah, it, obviously, uh, you, your airsoft journey will have started in the states. I'm guessing. Oh, actually, um, no. Um, it didn't no it didn't uh my airsoft journey started for me when i was roughly if i can if i'm remembering correctly around when i was about nine to ten years old uh, i was born in hong kong so um uh, and you know as everybody may have heard uh this is kind of like airsoft central here so um one of my mom's cousins so kind of like an uncle of mine i would say an uncle of mine um he one day showed up in like mp5 gear looking like he's a swat operator and i was just enamored by all this stuff and he let me shoot his mp5 aeg at the time this was an old aeg i'm kind of dating myself here when i was i'm 30 by the way (laughs) so uh, so yeah so this is a long time ago and um after he let me hold this thing and shoot it and i just fell in love and then you know fortunate enough papa is uh, a veteran and so we went back and uh, kind of started me down the road with shooting guns when I was about 11 years old. Shot my 22, shot a 22 for the first time when I was 11, and was hooked. 
after that. But then we moved back to Hong Kong, and uh, that was airsoft was really the only way for us to kind of bond, you know, shooting and uh, and I just love the sport, you know. All right, yeah, that's cool. That's really unusual way of <laughs> yeah. hearing about how people get into airsoft. Normally, it's I saw something on the group, and I went. So it's really good that you sort of had that family tie i'm assuming that helps you get into it greatly because you had people you already knew who played it, where it, it it's did. quite yeah it's quite daunting going on your own for the first time it, it really is and the interesting part so that same uncle right um turns out i didn't know this until i started really getting serious into into airsoft here in hong kong he is actually one of the principal founders of the largest gas blowback group in hong kong called uh gbb central or something not gbb central um gas blowback something i forgot the name uh, i'm sorry uncle <laughs> but uh yeah he he's he's one of the founders of um the gbb gamer that's right uh you can go look them up on uh, on facebook if you would like i mean it's predominantly a chinese group but they have some of the most cutting edge leading edge gas blowback guns there that are custom made or they have like really cool stuff coming out of taiwan there all the time and i didn't know he was the founder of one of these things until i started getting serious in the airsoft and i walk up to one of the stores one day to try out the 417 before it was coming out as the prototype and he was like hey nephew what's up and i'm like hey uncle and everybody looking at us like what because <laughs> there's me <laughs> looking like how i do and then there's my uncle looking just like a straight up chinese guy <laughs> that's awesome that's really yeah, that's cool that's pretty yeah so um, you got into Airsoft uh, what point did you start thinking about moving to Red Wolf and working for Red Wolf oh that is a, that's an interesting story so uh, I have to bring you guys a couple of years back so before I worked for Red Wolf I worked a really super corporate job and I think every one of us can relate to something similar to this so i worked a very corporate job i was a head of retail and operations for the regional distributor for leica and a bunch of other german electronics uh, so i went from that and airsoft was always a uh, something that i've always enjoyed something that kind of took my mind off of things kind of helped me de-stress and uh going to school uh, Tim and I actually we've always been only a couple of people separated from actually meeting each other during high school um, <laughs> yeah I know and the, the international school community in Hong Kong is very small it's very tight-knit and so like we ended up hanging out and I was like oh you know so-and-so and he's like oh yeah I know so-and-so so Tim and I we've known each other for the better part like We've known, I guess, of each other for the better part of maybe over 10 years. And we've physically known each other, I would say, for about seven or eight years. And uh, I used to do some uh, YouTube content uh, for video games and stuff like that. So I kind of had an idea about doing uh, videos and how to present and how to have, you know, the, the video voice, you know, uh, on screen and off screen. And so Tim thought it was a, a, a good opportunity as he was transitioning to pursue his dream uh, to be an actor, to, to bring me on. And, you know, we, we all clicked and I've actually had previous conversations with my boss, Paul, uh, before. And uh, we just clicked and everything seemed to work well. And I just transitioned in as best I could, you know, uh, when Tim transitioned out, I think, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, I mean, the the content, obviously, when a lot of people see the content, it's sort of predominantly Tim, and more and more recently, it's been more and more of yourself 
So is that sort of the transition as Tim goes out the door that we're seeing in the videos and you coming in as such? Yes and no. I guess I guess um, in the beginning it was it was kind of like that when I first joined Red Wolf. Um, Tim, bless his heart, you know he had his uh, he had his visa application approved really early on, and you know he wanted to seize the opportunity, you know, strike the iron while it's hot, and you know if yeah. you're pursuing your dream and it makes perfect sense. I mean, I would do the same thing. I think everybody put in that situation to have the opportunity to do something that they've always wanted to do, they would all do the same thing. So Tim left really early on when I first joined. I think about three months after I joined, Tim left and went to Canada. Uh, so I was kind of thrown out in the deep end, and uh, but I, you know. I'm I'm thankful for the fans. They give me some really good constructive criticism, and I try to listen to the comment section as best I can, you know, without trying to feel discouraged sometimes. Um, but but you know uh, that that was good. And then Tim came back, and then then we try to rework the dynamic between the both of us, which is good because I feel like yeah. you know Tim can always appeal to a certain group of people, and I feel like yeah. now I finally you know gained enough. You know, I, I would say I don't want to say notoriety, but gain enough comfort in front of the camera and found my own style of presenting so I can appeal to a different group of people. And I find that to be why predominantly, depending on the gun and depending on the subject matter, uh, you'll see maybe more of Tim and sometimes you'll see maybe more of me. So it's yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. Um, so with Red Wolf TV, um, with regards to the products you get, is it literally just you sat in the office one day and someone will bring something up and go, yeah, you're reviewing this next week kind of thing? Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's very hectic. Um, during the summer months, it's not that bad. So during times like this, you'll see more uh, maybe competition-style videos or more variety videos come out like during, during this period of time. But let's say during September, uh, yeah, it does get crazy like that. But we do have, let's say, like a log... Uh, because you know, again, thank God for our uh, our merchandising department. They do the God, they do the Lord's work. They let us know kind of like maybe a couple weeks in advance what has the potential to come. Uh, because again, all yeah. this has to, has to do with shipping times and forwarders and a bunch of complicated stuff that I don't even have the knowledge to get into. But like we have an idea, say like, oh, okay, maybe towards the middle of next week we'll get X Y Z. So we can kind of pregame for that. So in a perfect world, that's how it kind of works. Uh, Tokyo Marui always likes to throw a wrench into our plans sometimes, but hey, they're TM. <laughs> they can do whatever they want, right? <laughs> yeah, good old TM. They make yeah. a cracking gun, but they can be an absolute pest sometimes. Yeah, they they uh, they, they just like to release when they want to release, and they take first priority because you know, everybody wants to know what's new with Tokyo Marui. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah, because I was going to say, you, you, you're sitting around and then it'll be like, oh, TM's released all this. And you're like, they showed none of that at their show. Yeah, exactly. And then it's come out. <laughs> Where did this come from, right? You know, yeah. in a, one minute you're scripting an MP7 video, you know, next minute there's a, you know, an M40A5 laying on my desk, you know. That was yeah. literally what happened, I think, two years ago towards the end of the year. I was scripting kind of like a, you know, Happy New Year video, Merry Christmas from Red Wolf Airsoft. And then I go to the bathroom, I come back, and there it was, the M40A5 laying on my desk. Oh, by the way, we need to get this out by the end of the week. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's certainly, I can imagine, very tough when you're halfway through something to just go, oh, crap, I've got to start from scratch, and this is due out in two days' time kind of thing. 
yeah uh but but thank god there there's some items that are you know there's enough hype behind them where you kind of know what to expect um yeah the sniper rifle though like for the most part it wasn't too difficult to do if i'm just kind of taking the m forty eight five as an example the only thing that i really need to dive deep into was a lot of people were um really wondering if it was the same vsr 10 system so i kind of had to really work with our our techs downstairs kind of point out maybe some of the slight differences is it the same you know what's different about it and then they use the feed ram system like aries and so like it's just stuff like that you know you, you don't know because it's all in japanese and i can't read japanese so you know yeah that's, that's the trouble i don't know many people who can to be fair mm-hmm. um but yeah, it's it's good that you say that as well because certainly in the UK market, the minute they see a TM sniper rifle coming, I know a lot of people are going to be going right. How can we upgrade this? Exactly. You? So, exactly. I suppose I mean, that's something you have to take into consideration as well. It's true, but uh, but the thing is, I think that's that's the same everywhere else. I mean, TM, you know, bless them, they've made the best. Uh, sniper rifle platform to build on. I wouldn't say they made the best sniper rifle with the VSR-10, but they made the best platform to build off of, you know. Uh, and I feel like every other sniper rifle that comes up, you know, people are like, is it to the VSR-10 gold standard? Which I'll have to admit that the VSR-10 is the gold standard for sniper rifles. I feel like that's where everybody wants to go, and that's where we see Novridge got his start from. And I feel like, you know, everything is based off of that pattern. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know a lot of guys that I know in the UK are sort of moving over to the Silverback platform now, but the vast majority of rifles you hear about are still VSR-10s, and it's not exactly a new gun to say the least, is it? No, it's it really isn't, but th- isn't that true, though? Like, good engineering really going to last you quite a long time, right? Like, you, you same thing with the high kappa. You know, that, that system yeah. is so good. Like, I don't know what else can be done with that thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I hear about people upgrading them to make competition guns, but... But stock high kappa is, like, yeah. the best. You see, like, the exactly. best shooters, like Team Blazers. Our guys still use, like, plastic slide Glocks, plastic slide high kappas. Like, it cycles the fastest. It's, yeah, it's exactly. insane watching these guys do their thing. And let's not forget the good old recall shocks as well. Of course, everybody's <laughs> favourite. I'm looking at you, Will yeah. Greenwood. <laughs> Don't I'm, I'm in the same boat. I haven't gone to the lengths he has of upgrading it, but I've got one myself. And okay, yeah. Initially, I had issues because I seem to get the Friday afternoon job. It's very rare that you hear about issues with a TM gun. Let's be honest. Yeah, I, I think mean, I just got the bad luck. Yeah, I mean, some, sometimes these things happen, and uh, hey, you know. That I, it, it's yeah you're right have bad luck you get a lemon yeah. every once in a while yeah. it happens it, with it, everything it, it doesn't take away from the fact that it's still a solid platform and the hop oh my god what do they do with their hop it's that it's that tokyo marui you know that japanese voodoo magic up in there yeah. you know you don't want to mess with that voodoo magic <laughs> yeah it's, the, it's as we call it the tokyo marui pixie dust mm-hmm. over here you open the box and you can't leave it open for too long because it all goes away <laughs> that's right that's right you know it so we're talking about the team at uh, Red Wolf TV. Obviously, there's more than just yourself and yes. Tim as well behind yes. it. Yes. So we, we, we'd better not forget the other guys that are involved as okay. well. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so would you like me to go yeah, give everybody can, an introduction? Yeah, you talk about the team as well. Awesome. So as everyone knows what to expect when cool. they watch 
So I want to talk about, the first person I want to talk about is one that doesn't really get a lot of time, uh, doesn't get a lot of recognition, and that's our um, producer, our producer, editor, and uh, basically our head of videography, Tosin. So Tosin is the one that makes Tim and Gambit and Quake and myself look like awesome. You know, so he's the he's the genius behind all the all the filming angles, the editing, the cutting, the splicing, the make each episode look professional and consistent. He's our he's he's the man, and I feel like he doesn't you know he doesn't always get you know the the recognition he de he deserves. So you know he he really does make us look fantastic. You know, so so we do have a dedicated camera guy and um, an editor. So that's Tosin, and of course uh, everybody's favorite. Quake, uh, Quake is everybody's favorite bald friend. Um, <laughs> he is he is a cool character to work with. Um, during you know when he's not in Quake mode, uh, he's actually, uh, for lack of a better term, our director of photography. So any of the fo photos you see like on our social media, uh, our product photos, photos of Tim, photos of me, photos of Gambit, uh, that's all done by Quake. And uh, you know he is he can do some crazy cool stuff with with the camera and uh and um you know we we try to kind of push him a little bit more to put his work out there a little bit more and you know sometimes you see like, really cool photos of the like, airsoft surgeon pistols that's all him yeah that's all him he does good work and uh and of course there's there's gambit gambit is our beloved captain uh he is the man uh the man with a plan uh, so uh, Max really does help keep Tim and I on point a lot. Just make sure we don't either a ramble too long, or or we, we get distracted because sometimes you know we get easily excited you know, about about stuff coming in. And Max keeps us on point, and he you know, he's our great source to go to when it comes to like technical information and and internals and stuff. That's why we have like the Gambit's Guide series that you can find on some of our our, our reviews. Uh, the concept behind the Gambit's Guide is some guns have some really unique things to them. It may yeah. look like, you know, just generic AGs on the surface, but there's some really cool things. And Max is, Gambit is the perfect person to break it down because he, he's in it. He loves the techie stuff. And, like, that's why it, that's his moment to shine. And we really enjoy having him there. And he really does complete, you know, the Tim and I, you know, on-screen persona. And he kind of fills in all the gaps. And it really does make our episodes a little bit. I, I would say, you know, being humble, I cut above um, some yeah. of the other reviews out there. I mean, I got to say, for anyone who's not watched watched one of your videos before, um, obviously, I said, "What rock have you been living under?" But the thing I like is you'll do literally a full review, but keep it interesting. So you'll talk about the gun, the features, what you personally like as well. Because let's be honest, everyone has a different opinion. Of course. Of each gun mm -hmm. but then you go to the chrono test as well which i really like because you use the standard which is the 0.2 gram six yep. mil bb and you state that clearly as well yep. <laughs> you're sort of yep. sitting there after a few episodes going we know what you're using guys but <laughs> it's good that you state that so people know because obviously like for example in the uk we've got 1.3 2.5 dual limits on mm -hmm rifles depending on and pistols as a matter of fact depending on a what sites want but b based on the law right because um, obviously there's a little bit of deviation with what sites allow on the fps's on snipers i mean some cqb sites for example will allow snipers but they have to be limited to the 350 fps right 
which is sort of the standard anyway but it gives the people an idea of wait am I going to need to downgrade this or like yeah. for example uh, I can't remember which AEG it was you had the other day it might have been the AK is it the AK, yeah, the AK-12 yeah. yeah that came out about 410 and I'm sitting there going no we can't have those yet until they've yeah. been changed <laughs> Yeah, um, like I mean, N- NPO makes some like weird AEGs sometimes too. Like sometimes yeah. there'll be like a, a good three fifty, and then like things like the, this this previous AK twelve I did like I shot. And I was like, wow, that's hotter than the surface of the sun. Yeah, but then, then you also do the accuracy test as well because I mean a lot of let's be honest, a lot of airsofters you get think their gun will shoot like a real rifle and it will go for five kilometers before it stops. Kind oh of yeah, thing. yeah for sure. So it's good to see what your accuracy is so you know what you're going to be working with at the yeah. end of the day yeah. um, it's all well and good taking a couple of pot shots but if the accuracy isn't there then it's not necessarily a product that someone may wish to buy yeah the accuracy test actually is the longest part of our like setup process the, the lead up to that because like I prefer using irons but then like you know the boss man did bring up the fact that like hey why don't you throw a scope on there or like a red dot and try to dial in the hop up as best as possible and then really kind of give an idea what it would shoot makes sense i I, it just it's a little bit more time consuming that's why i just prefer using irons and try to tune in dial in the hop up so like sometimes you know we have to try to zero in the scope and the red dot as much as we can and we need to kind of get a feel for it so like the lead up to the accuracy test can take anywhere upwards to about 15 to 20 minutes sometimes 30 minutes just to get it all kind of shooting as best as it could and we'll do several shots before we settle on okay which one is the one we want to go with yeah this is this sort of leads me on to a question that was sent in by one of the listeners uh Giaraga airsoft uh yep. george um Sup, george? he said how long yeah he said how long do you guys spend filming one video so um both tim and i we usually have like about a two and a half day to a two day uh turnover for the actual filming so we'll take one day with script um uh, the scripting, uh, I know some people are kind of like, oh man, it's so, you know, scripting, it's so scripted. Um, well, I had that same feeling too before coming into Red Wolf, but like the explanation that I was given, which makes perfect sense, the scripting, it, it's not like about, oh, here's what the manufacturer wants us to say, so we need to say it. Um, the scripting is basically, it helps to keep us on track. So again, like we, we, we get right to what matters. Uh, and Tim, how he scripts and how I script are totally different. So sometimes, like, you'll see Tim major on something that I won't, and I'll major on some points that Tim may not. So I think it, it, it also allows Tim and I to show some personality in, do, in doing that. So, so scripting is, is, is pretty important. So we usually yeah. take about a day to script. Uh, people will be like, oh, man, for a short episode like that, like 10-minute episode, like, you take, make a day to script? Well, we also kind of play with the gun get a feel for the gun you know we shoot it we we kind of play around with it a little bit we try to shoulder it reload it get a feel for it before we really sit down in front of the camera and do it so we have one day where we do all the talking bits so anything you see me sitting in front of the desk and pointing to stuff and talking about the gun that takes you roughly about half a day to a full day so like we do several cutaways we do several takes we try to find the best take and we'll fit that in there and then uh, the second day we'll do the chrono and the accuracy test and then we'll push the final product on the second day so a three-day process per person uh, yeah. so Tim will pro- uh, on a busy week 
uh, Tim will already be scripting on the second day of me uh, doing my review. Uh, so you know we're constantly we're constantly moving. We con we constantly have the ball moving, so we're not sitting there doing nothing, and we want to make sure we're pushing out good content for everybody. Yeah, exactly. And plus, you've got to think you've got to sort of read through it and go, does this make sense? Does it not? exactly and proofread yeah, yeah. it as well? Do you yeah. guys sort of help each other out? Proofread each other's. Oh yeah, we do definitely. Yeah, yeah. Like sometimes, like um, when when it comes down to analogies. Uh, we kind of bounce off each other a lot. Uh, you know, Tim will be like, "Hey, does this sound right to you?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, that sounds okay." Or like, maybe I would say it like this. Or sometimes he'll he'll tell me, "Is like, hey, maybe you can cut down this sentence a little bit, or take that sentence and maybe you re use it as the recap." And you know, it's just stuff like that. It's, it's great to just kind of work with 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 Tim because he is he 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 is very creative, and it's very easy to bounce ideas off of him you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh and and so it's it's good to have him there because he's such an asset in that in that regard yeah definitely it's but let's let's be honest it's not just about the tv side for you guys as well mm -hmm. you guys are sort of one of the sort of the more well-known faces when you head over to the shows as well aren't you uh, <laughs> i guess <laughs> uh, well we do have beer at our booth so don't tell asg that <laughs> <laughs> Nah, we, 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 everything's a secret with you guys. Oh, no. <laughs> Unless no. ASG listen to this. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> you watch next year, they'll turn up and they'll have pallets of the stuff. I know, away. I, know. Like, oh. I know. The funniest part about that, though, is because like we kind of made that executive decision that we were going to do that party, right? I think like when we landed yeah. in Germany. So like we're like, okay, where are we going to get beer? And so they, they figured out we we're going to go get beer. So they actually took some of our, our, our suitcases that we brought and they just went to the supermarket with these suitcases and started dumping cans and cans and bottles of beer in the suitcases. <laughs> so the next morning, they're rolling up suitcases full of beer and they're opening up at the morning. And there's people walking past as Tim is opening up a suitcase full of just king-sized cans of beer. And people are like, wow, man, like I, this is Germany. We don't want to judge, but that is too much. <laughs> Yeah, but um, I mean, obviously you guys did Shot Show and IWA this year as well. In yeah, fact, Tim went uh, to Shot. Uh, I I didn't get to go this year, uh, but Tim yeah. went to Shot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very jealous of Tim at Shot as well because I saw the video of what he got up to one evening, and I was in insanely jealous of him. Oh, the agency <laughs> arms party. Mm, yeah, Herman might have shown me that video, and I was sat there like, man, that cost me four hundred and fifty dollars to go and have a shoot, and he got awesome stuff <laughs> yeah i know it's it's crazy um which actually leads me on to another question from the guys at combat uk yeah um, what's up guys combat uk yeah the jason jason ed phil all the team there yeah um so which would be which is better from a red wolf perspective is it shot show or iwa oh you know? wow that is a that is a very loaded question um yeah I saw actually I saw that comment and I, I actually did some thinking about this. Um, for uh, I think y you and I we had this discussion off air a while ago, and you know, yeah. IWA is the airsoft show, it really is. Yeah. Uh, but because we have so many, um, I would say leading edge licenses that we have, uh, we do want to be able to maintain a, a healthy presence in the United States in terms of using airsoft as a training platform 
yeah. uh, as well as being able to um, showcase these cool licensed products uh, for airsofters in America. Uh, because you know, in, in America, a lot of the people who do very seriously play airsoft, they also they go and shoot real steel as well, and yeah. they might want a battle arms development AR, but they might not want to drop three thousand US dollars on an AR, but they'll drop maybe a grand and a half on the airsoft version that they can go and shoot shoot their friends with, right? You know, uh, so yeah, so there's that. Uh, so like I would say for an exposure. Um, point of view shot show is extremely important to us because it puts us with the real steel guys and we get them in our booth like this year we had travis haley in our booth and he got to play with the grp and and things like that so like as so in terms of social media and exposure shot show is 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 crazy because you get all the celebrities there uh but i would say maybe for business wise uh iwa is the business show for sure 100 percent yeah. Um, being to a lot of trade shows in my previous career, you know, I can I can tell the difference. Shot Show was more of a more of a showcase and a chance for industry people to get together and show each other their stuff. Um, whereas with IWA it was here's my new stuff. Let's get excited uh, to bring this to our target audience, right? So it's it's yeah. it's a very different feel. So you know. They both yes. have their pros and cons, I guess. It's good you say that because one thing I did notice, having done both this year as well, um, yes, IWA is a lot better for the airsoft side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not that's just because you know it's America and they've got real steel access much more freely than a lot of other parts of the world as well. But it also seemed that the airsoft side of things, obviously, that there were much smaller stands than it, yes, it you'd is. Have it. Uh, IWA, mm-hmm. which for me was uh, quite interesting, but as you as you said as well, the airsoft side is more at IWA. I mean, Christ, you guys had what your own hall this year, pretty much, didn't pretty you? Pretty much, pretty much that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we were the main traffic bringer to that hall, conservatively yeah. speaking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, I, I think we found ourselves back there ninety five percent of the weekend, <laughs> coming backwards and forwards, seeing how the guys were doing, etc., and saying hello and. It's an All easy that. meeting point, I would say that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if if you wanted to meet up with you guys, obviously there was you guys or ASG were the focal points. I found um, in both halls. Obviously, you guys were in separate halls, so. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was uh, much more, or sorry, much less reserved than Shot Show. Yeah, it was it was it was a little bit different because like, I feel like because you know, in in shot show you know in America the firearms industry is such a huge industry and each space is such premium real estate for for up and coming companies or for companies that really want to showcase their product um, that a lot of airsoft stuff kind of gets shuffled in between whereas with IWA in Europe. You know, airsoft is actually looked at as a kind of more legitimate training tool platform, not just a recreational sport, but it can be used at something more, uh, more professional. So, yeah, definitely. W- with that, I feel like there's there's a slight higher level of reverence in Europe for airsoft uh, than the U.S. I'm not saying that people in the U.S. like look at it irreverently but like i think it's it's slightly different i feel like people in america look at airsoft as more of a hobby uh and and people in europe 
can still manage to put the the training lenses on when they look at airsoft as a tool yeah definitely um it's, it's certainly there's a lot more of focus of people on training not necessarily in the military and law enforcement side of it as well but for their own airsoft careers as of such course, you yeah. see a lot of people who are like oh yeah we're going to go training this weekend and they'll go to a site somewhere and they'll literally just practice yep. breaching into buildings and stuff so it's very good for people to get an idea of what it may be like as well obviously oh yeah for sure let's 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 not beat around the bush here we're not serving soldiers a lot of us or have ever been yeah uh yeah you get them uh and they're awesome guys to be around but mm-hmm, for sure the, the benefits of the training are certainly being a lot more recognized now I've oh yeah found as well. yeah yeah and and it's a great it's a great team building exercise too because i feel like you know if you if you kind of do I don't want to sound elitist, but like if you kind of do airsoft properly, the feeling you get as a cohesive unit, as a team, is something that I felt more engaged with than I have ever felt like playing other team sports. I played ice hockey when I was younger for Team Hong Kong. I played for, I played basketball and basketball teams, but like I never felt more part of a unit or part of a tight knit group of people than maybe like, okay, we need to breach this room. Okay, let's go. You know, I got your back, bro. You know all that you know it's 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 a great it's a great feeling you know yeah definitely definitely um so with red wolf do you just focus on the tv side or do you guys get involved with other things around the office as well yes we do uh we we if we're just focused on video you know because we have an editor we're just going to be sitting there twiddling our thumbs a whole lot of times uh so other than videos um other things that we do, we do help a little, a little bit of marketing as well. So, um, including included in that is um, you know to to be available on social media for a lot of people that come and talk to Tim and myself. Um, I know it sounds like oh, so you basically you're on Facebook all day. Well, kind of. The tab is open at all times because you know, Tim and I we try to make ourselves available for questions and for fans that come and add our facebook accounts to have a chat with us about airsoft and whatnot and you know we just want to make sure that we're we're there for people so that that is believe it or not a part of uh, a part of the deal uh then tim also does some uh, product uploads for our website so he helps write some of the the, uh, the product descriptions uh for a lot of uh our products you see on our website i mean who better to write it than tim or myself because we get to play with these guns and try to give the best most you know pure form product description of what these things are because a lot of these manufacturers you know they they just give a lot of the, the information and it's great but there are some small nuances that you know we're able to add to that so we 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 really aim to be able to give you a more comprehensive look into product information when you go to our our online store so we do that as well uh i am the i would say for lack of a better term chief editor for our blog so I do a lot of like our, our maybe our gun building guides, our, our kit guides, and so on and so forth. So I write for our blog as well. Um, then of course we all help each other out when it comes to some other stuff, product testing and stuff like that that comes through the office. You know, just just yeah. whatever. Uh, it's a lot of those things and whatever comes up uh, during the day that's get kind of crazy. Exactly. Exactly. As you mentioned earlier briefly, which I wanted to come back to, uh, you obviously, during the summer months when it's a little bit quieter, 
you do more of your, as you sort of said, the, the let's describe them as the uh, funnier videos. Yes. Um, one I'm thinking of that I watched just the other day was the one where you guys had the rifles, I believe it was, and you went away, you did your your magic to them, and then yeah, some. But uh, I think it might have been Gambit basically just come back and didn't do anything to it. <laughs> just kind internal. Of that's all yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. So so obviously, if it's quieter, what gives you these ideas of right? Let's have a go at this and see how this is received in the community. And right. Okay. So um. If, if you haven't noticed, uh, a, a lot of our ideas are based off of like the old Top Gear. So when Clarkson and Hammond yeah. and, and, and May were there. So so that's the type of entertaining content we would like to give to our viewers. So when we think about more variety stuff, uh, like, like those competition videos or like the office type videos, mm-hmm. what we have in mind is the concept of it's just three friends uh, having a good time that so happens to involve guns yeah so that's kind of the spirit that we want to capture because the three of us we've known each other for such a long time we really are friends outside of the office as well i mean friends with like hey i'll maybe see you once every other weekend you know yeah. you you have your life too <laughs> but yeah you know we, we go out and hang out sometimes and stuff like that so it's all good um but the, the, the concept that we want to do is, okay, so how can we make interesting content that people have kind of bugged us about or like what conversations are going out there in the sphere of our community right now? So people have always wanted to see, like, if we had a limited budget, like, how could you build a better, you know, carbine, carbine for you Brits out there, pandering, <laughs> pandering. So like, uh, um, so stuff like that. And then, of course, after that, it was... It was easy because after we did the first one, people started asking, oh, how about pistols? How about shotguns? How about sniper rifles? And so that just gave us a lot of ideas to do as, as, as time goes on. Um, a lot of uh, some other times we just think of like, what would we like to see? What, what would we like to watch? So uh, we have sometimes we do our more serious stuff like the RWPD stuff. Uh, those are always fun to film. Because who doesn't like yeah. to dress up like you're like you're an operator, right? You know, uh, yeah. yeah. So so we'll do some stuff like that too. It depends on the the, the format or the product, like how big it, how big the product is going to be. So um, it's fun because like again, like like I said, like during the summer months, we do have that time to do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I have a question I've just thought up, which is actually quite interesting to me, because. One thing that's happened over here that I've noticed is there seems to be a few of the uh, retailers seem to be going around and there's not generally a good atmosphere between some of them. Not all of them. A lot of them will work together, I will say, but mm-hmm. some of them seem to not want to. What's it like working with other manufacturers as such? So, for example, you've got the likes of ASG, you've got, say, LCC. What is the uh, working relationship like with those guys for from your perspective do you all help each other out as much as possible well this you know that that that's that's an interesting question how you put it because like for red wolf airsoft right so for red wolf airsoft and red wolf tv and everything you see um, in that sense we're a retail store you know we're, yeah. we're 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 no different than uh you know maybe our friends over in combat uk and stuff like that so but just we yeah. have an online presence instead of a brick and mortar uh, even though you know our friends, our, our branch in the UK did have a brick and mortar, um, yeah. 
but um, then there's the other side, right? Then there's other side like you know our 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 parent company is actually RWA, which does all of the the importing and all the the crazy craziness in the background. Um, yeah. It can be interesting at times. I. I I'm not at liberty to really get into the nitty gritty. I hope you understand. No, yeah, um, I appreciate that because you've got professional obligations, yeah, ex- etc. Exactly. I just sort of wondered um, what the general. The thing is that what of... we want to do is we want to make sure that you know professionally we we always want to keep a good relationship with with our manufacturers. And let's say, for example, uh, we find a fault or something breaks or God forbid something doesn't work, we'll stop it right there. You know, yeah. because it, it could be just a lemon, right? I, like we want to make sure we give every manufacturer the benefit of the doubt that God forbid that maybe from the time it left the factory to when it comes to our office, maybe it got dropped, maybe something happened to it. And, you know, we don't want to be the ones on a very big platform, you know, flaming this brand for something that yeah, it wasn't exactly. even their fault. You know, so it, it's it's interesting, uh, but everybody does have their favorite companies they enjoy working with, you know. Um, I've always been a VFC fan, so I, I always love reviewing VFC products because I'm a sucker for markings and, you know, that, that realism. Um, yeah. You know, so that's just something that uh, we all like to do. Like, I really enjoy working with ASG as well because it gives me an opportunity to chat with Thomas all day, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's just we, we try to kind of look at it, you know, in that way of, like, you know, we 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 try to be as professional as we can while trying to balance you know um we're bringing these products in to be in our online store and trying to have a presence for everybody there and yeah. not trying to step on anybody's toes you know yeah i wasn't trying to put you on the spot there just no it's okay it was I, hope, because, I hope that was a good enough yeah. answer yeah being no, general was, enough but not too vague <laughs> the only reason i asked was simply because you could tell the sort of the banter between, say, yourselves and ASG mm-hmm. at IWA, whereas you don't necessarily see that between some of the retailers over here. Like I said, they're not all the same, but I've noticed there's a few that get a little bit anti sometimes, shall we say, to put it diplomatically as I can. Um, so yeah, I was I just I was just interested in what was going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, before we move on to the listeners' question time. Yes. What's the future for Red Wolf TV? What's, what's coming well, up that we can look forward to that you well, can tell us about? There is another really cool long format competition video coming out very soon. Uh, I think yep. in a couple hours probably. Um, yeah, so this it, time it'll we're talking be out about, by Monday. Uh, actually, no, it'll be out literally in a couple hours. Yeah, um, so on Monday when this episode airs. Yeah, Monday on this episode. Watch, exactly, yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, so... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at my time, and I'm like, wait a minute, Monday? Oh, yeah. right, sorry, this is a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, we have a we have a really cool long format video that I'm sure you guys will enjoy. This time, we're going to be talking about SMGs. Yep. Uh, so, hope you guys like that one. We have some pretty interesting banter in there. Very surprising well, results too. I have to I have to be very honest with you. There's a lot of reactions in there out of Gambit and Tim and myself that are like very organic. A lot of it is very unscripted, I can tell you that. Uh, yeah. We are pleasantly surprised. Yeah, which is perfect timing as well, given that TM just came out with the Scorpion again. Yes. A sort of revised one. 
Now, I have to put this as a disclaimer. We didn't include that one because we kind of all voted that we're just going to keep that one as an AEP instead of a yeah. full-fledged submachine gun. SMG, yeah. Yeah, so. But I'm, I'm sure you guys will like it. There's, there's, some, yeah. there's, there's some good banter in there. Yeah, it'll be good to see what is coming out from you guys. Certainly very enjoyable content for anyone who's not watched it. I highly recommend you head over to YouTube and check out Red Wolf Airsoft TV. Uh, yes, immediately. Thank you. We, <laughs> we really appreciate all your viewership. Cool. Uh, so uh, we'll just move on to the questions before we wrap up things. Um, got a couple here from Carmen Airsoft on up, Instagram, who's been um, he's, he's been quite good to me from day one. He's been really positive and always fed back, etc., etc. A bit awesome. like George earlier as well. So awesome, awesome. Uh, who's the diva? At the Red Wolf Airsoft TV team. Oh, that's an easy question. Quake, of course. Come on, man. <laughs> Have you seen the oh, man? He doesn't. He doesn't smile. He chews gum and wears sunglasses on set. If if he's not the diva, I don't know who else is. Yeah, I was going to say the video that I watched the other week, which was the competition video. He was like, like you said, like Top Gear. He just turns up in his lab yeah. coat and gives you the challenges. It exactly. Awesome. That guy don't care. That guy is the honey badger. He don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love um, that guy. He's so cool. Yeah. What would your dream airsoft game day be? Again, from Carmen Airsoft. My dream airsoft game day. Uh, I have always wanted to play in a Vietnam era Milsim. Yeah. Um, it's kind of been like a closeted thing of mine that I really enjoy that era's uh, small arms. I yeah. kind of had to come out. I had to come out of the closet, guys. Sorry, you know. <laughs> and uh, I've I've always wanted to build a really cool kind of you know tiger stripe based kit. And if I could, if I can get that build done, and uh, you know get my hands on a WE M14 gas blowback rifle, I would love to do a Vietnam era Milsim game. God, you really are an M14 guy, aren't you? <laughs> I am. I really am. I love my I was my just thinking ARs, back man. to the other week when I got that out and you were like, oh, it's an M14. <laughs> I was like, I've had this for two years and it's the first game I've used it at. <laughs> Dude, I love that. There's something about that gun that just, oh, it tickles me in all the right places. I don't know what it is about it. Like, ever yeah. since the first day I've seen an M14, I'm like, <gasps> give me, please. Yeah. And it's a really nice platform if you want to build a DMR as well. Mm. I find my one is absolutely solid at the moment. It's only you are a Simer, correct? And um, I mean, the only thing that's had it done to it was I had it locked semi on the gearbox, so yeah. I could get the fire selector reinstalled just to keep any crap out of the gearbox and that, and the, all the electronics inside, just yeah. as a worst case scenario. Yeah, what a great um, gun! It's had a gate Pico AAB MOSFET fitted. In line with the battery, um, wired to Dean's and an uprated spring, and that is it. Nice. It's absolutely awesome bit of kit. I love it now. Nice. Uh, every that's time awesome. I go to a woodland site now, I'm going to be running it. That's great, man. That's that's so cool. Yeah, those yeah. guns are just they're something. There's just some. I don't know if it's just the, you know the 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 the, the action on it that's just so cool. When you, every time you cycle that thing, you just hear all the metal moving. I just oh, yeah, love it. And and for a relatively cheap gun as well, it's solid. Exactly. One. Even the TM one isn't that expensive. Yeah, yeah exactly. For TM as well, when you think sort yeah, of like know. you go to the top end of the market, you're paying five hundred and fifty, six hundred quid. Yeah. Um, next one from Magnus the Just. 
what movie, comic book, TV show, novel, or video game weapon would you like to see as an airsoft replica? Obviously, the Halo one's been done, so that you can't really say that one. But yeah, if you could see anything, be it modern day or futuristic sort okay. of builds. So I play a video game called Destiny, and right now I'm yeah. on Destiny Two, and in there there's a gun called the Sweet Business. It's basically a Gatling gun. It's a handheld yeah. Gatling gun. If Classic Army can somehow MacGyver that system and build a sweet business. Oh my god, I'd buy it. Yeah. Without a doubt. I've, I've got to say, one I'd love to see, if they could figure it out, was uh, I had to play with one in Vegas. I'll send you the video afterwards. It yeah. was a original 1860s, I believe it was, Gatling gun. Oh, nice. That, that was in Vegas, so, so if you go oh, over the one to you, Shot you Show have next to, year... You have to hand-wind, right? Yeah, hand-crank. Yes, yes. Yeah, like, you get a big, long metal tube that goes in the top with all the rounds in sleeves, and then it feeds it. If you go to Vegas next year for Shot, take a day, head up to the gun, uh, Strip Gun Club, and they've got that in there. Nice, yes. I will have to shoot that thing. It was awesome. Um, video game-wise... Um, Really and truthfully, a lot of the video games I play, uh, the guns are out there nowadays, though. Yep. So or, uh, to throw it back one. to Halo, um, the old ODST suppressed SMG, that one yeah. is really cool. Or the suppressed Magnum from Halo ODST. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah it'd be good to see that. Um, God, I'm thinking back to Halo now, realizing I haven't played that in a long time. I know. I don't like what they did to it, but mm. that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> yeah, that's a nerdy conversation for all. Yeah, there. it is. Uh, next question from S40 Ginge, a guy called James, good friend of mine, actually. Um, what's up, James? What's the, wor- what's the worst thing about Airsoft? The worst thing about Airsoft? Yeah. Hmm. I would say... You know, I really do enjoy all aspects of it, um, except for very mazy CQB sites. Yeah. Uh, because, I, I, you know, you want to go in and you want to kind of hone your craft and run as a team, but so often it's really down to, you know, your, your, your luck of the draw. It's like, yeah. do you cut the corner? You cut it too fast, you get, you get shot no matter how good you do that corner. You know, yeah. it, so that I guess that would be the one thing I don't like. Also, you know, you're in such close engagement distances; it doesn't matter how, what power you're using; it's gonna break skin, so it's gonna suck. You know, and yeah. uh, so I would say that would be the one aspect I really don't don't prefer. Yeah, for me personally, one thing that gets on my goat a little bit is the cheater videos that end up. Ah, uh, yeah, those are. Yeah, I don't like it's that not really. Yeah, it's. I mean, I can understand people do it because they're pissed off, etc. But it doesn't really promote the sport in a good light, really and truthfully. That should yeah, be going right. back to the site, going, "Look, mm-hmm. this player, I've caught him. Yeah, what are you going to do about it?" So, yeah, ban, ban cheat videos from YouTube. <laughs> it kind of comes off a little petty too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. no matter no matter how like quote unquote funny it comes off of, it it just it just seems a little a little petty but you know some people find it entertaining so hey you know there's there there's obviously a market out there for these videos it's not my cup of tea yeah um right next three i've got from gizmo s13 another guy i know quite well ed who's um 
he is on the same team as James, who asked the previous question, actually. Cool. And What's he up, helps, How are you? He helps run a site in Colchester in the UK as well awesome. once a month. So Someday really I'll make it there. Out. Yeah, they, you'd like it because it's unique, because they run sort of limited ammo for everything. Rather oh, that's than, cool. So you don't get your high cap heroes. They, it's literally every game 600 rounds kind of thing, and they do some wow. really interesting stuff. Nice. Given what they've got as well. So... Um, First one, will we see more bromance from yourself, Tim, and Gambit? Yes, in a couple <laughs> hours. Or for you guys listening, on Monday. You'll probably yeah. either have already yeah, watched it. Once you've it. listened to this episode yeah. and you've gone and watched it. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, YouTube go. search Red Wolf TV. Go watch it. Yeah, it's, um, that, like I said, the challenge videos are... It is like Top Gear. That's the only way I can describe it. Yep. And I mean, even, even they're scripted as well. And it's awesome seeing when the natural reactions sort of happen to stuff as well. Because as, as much as you can script for everything, there's always going to be someone throwing a curveball in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like when, when they tickled me with that last video, they, it, they, that was real. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that, was, that was real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, his next one was visit to the National Airsoft event in the UK and get drunk with all of us. I would love to. <laughs> uh, that's something that you would like to direct towards Mr. Herman Mock. Sorry, yeah, Herman, Herman, I outed you on that one, bro. <laughs> Herman, I've got your business card in my hand right now. I'll be emailing you to organize this. <laughs> AS to the AP, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, he's asked, uh, what is your favorite site in Hong Kong? Wow. Um, so there's a site called Armed Forces here. Uh, I've known the staff for many years. Uh, they are extremely accommodating. And to my personal opinion, it is the best uh, jungle and open outdoor field uh, in town because they're, set, they're split off into two main zones and each uh, area is actually interconnected. So if you want to do a big milsim game, you can actually run three or four different areas as one large AO which I find very cool. And because Hong Kong is so limited on space, it's hard to find a site that can facilitate and accommodate that. Uh, so for, for people here in Hong Kong, an 80-person game is a large-scale game. So yeah. if you can get like a 50, 60-people game, that's a very, very big game already. So I would say yeah. my vote goes to Armed Forces. Yeah. In fact, I've missed this, and it's really obvious. So what is Airsoft like in Hong Kong, just before we go to the final question? Um, what is the community like, etc.? So um, Airsoft in Hong Kong is very mature. Uh, it, yeah. it, is, it is very mature and is very ubiquitous. Um, everybody out there either will have had a friend who has played Airsoft or who actively plays Airsoft or has yeah. had contact with Airsoft some way or another. Uh, we have a place called Gun Street, and that's really where all of the Airsoft shops are. I would say 90% of the Airsoft, airsoft shops uh, are located in one small block in, in Hong yeah. Kong. Uh, so uh, it's very easy to get to, it's very easy to find. Uh, we, we only have a two joule energy limit. Uh, we don't need orange tips, so we can make our guns as realistic as possible. Um, so that, that, that's always a plus for us. Um, but at the same time, Airsoft, again, going back to it's very mature. Um, skirmishing and uh, Milsim is starting to kind of shrink a little bit in size, and the sporting aspect of Airsoft is, 
is grown exponentially like three gun uh ipsc yeah. has has grown a lot because it's gotten a lot more recognition from the real steel world and a lot of these people they may not enjoy getting shot but they like the mechanics of running a gun and the the, yeah. the satisfaction of winning a trophy so uh let's say ipsc shooters we have a lot a lot more ladies willing to shoot ipsc right and yeah. maybe they don't want to go shoot their boyfriends or get shot by their boyfriend so they'll opt to do that and it's it's great cardio work so you know uh, the competition side in Hong Kong is really growing and you see it on yeah. the international stage too when they go out and compete yeah I mean I was, I was going to say now, now you've mentioned the uh, three gun and that is something I'm seeing more and more of with the IPSC stuff as well in the UK and the three yep. gun and that because we can't get all the sort of fun stuff as it were that you get in America yeah um, sadly yeah unfortunately so it, it's really good to get people doing that and then if they want to go and compete they've at least got an idea Mm-hmm. If they That's go right. abroad, I'll be able to borrow a kit from someone. But yeah, yeah there's always that. Well, the closest you can well. go down is uh, to Thailand. Thailand has IDPA and IPSC yeah. and Three Gun down there. Like every couple months, like they'll have a like an Asian tournament or down in the Philippines will do that. And that's where a lot of people have now kind of like branched off of to go down to Thailand where it's more available or to go down to the Philippines where it's more available and it's, it's really cool yeah. to kind of see your friends who you used to sling BBs with go down and now compete in a real IDPA competition with real bullets and it's just really satisfying it's, it's cool yeah. and let's not forget the IPSC side of things and that of course. you've got the man himself yes working closely with you <laughs> the man the myth the legend airsoft surgeon himself I love yeah. that man yeah, he's uh, certainly interested to follow what he does as well. Oh, yeah. So, another guy for you guys to check out afterwards is Clarence, uh, the airsoft surgeon, as we said. He's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> he's awesome yeah. what he does. I mean, think of, I mean, thinking outside the box, that guy, just wow. Yeah. What, a, what an artist. Yeah, definitely. Um Next question from Snake the Sniper, who was on a few weeks ago, in fact. The crazy, crazy man from Belgium. <laughs> What's up, Snake? <laughs> Do you plan to play in Europe, obviously looking wider than just coming to the UK? Are there any well, plans to um, come over? No better time than the present. I am actually heading to Sweden in July to go visit you know, uh, with Airsoft Caroline and her lovely boyfriend, Kevin, uh, Channel Airsoft fame. And uh, so I will be playing there uh, in their field. So if you've seen any photos of Caroline and, and Kevin, uh, Channel Airsoft, um, you'll see they play in this really cool abandoned building complex. And I will be playing there in July. The event is on July the 7th. Okay. So if any of y'all from Sweden listening to this, I'll be there. Yeah, he's only asked because he wants to hunt you because he does all this ghillie stuff. <laughs> um, Wouldn't be difficult. I'm the loud American on the field. Yeah. God. <laughs> the, the last thing I've had sent in, which I thought I'd put in, just because it may make more sense to you than me, it might be an American thing. I don't know. Random guy Kev said, "Let me borrow a dollar in a hot pocket." Done. <laughs> <laughs> I give you, Clearly. I give you two dollars a hot pocket, and uh, you can wash it down with some either your choice of Mountain Dew and or Dr Pepper. <laughs> Last couple from me, uh, and we'll wrap it up. Um, what's your favorite thing so far that you've reviewed? Oh, my favorite thing so far that I've reviewed. 
it's again i always say these things and i always have to preface it by saying i'm not trying to toe the company line right now okay but i'll have to say the favorite thing i've ever reviewed is the nighthawk custom stainless steel grp by far the most realistic beautiful 1911 i've ever that's not a real 1911 i've ever held in my life period yeah. uh, it, it just can't be beat how how nice and how solid that gun is you know i've had the the pleasure of you know hanging out with people from nighthawk and going to visit the nighthawk facility several times and you know getting to hold the the real thing in my hand and the racket and then like go do the same thing with an airsoft gun and get a similar feeling out of it is pretty surreal so that is probably the favorite thing I've ever reviewed in my life. Yeah, and what are you most looking forward to in the next 12 months? Uh, Sweden. Sweden's pretty cool. You know, I'm definitely looking forward to mm. that. Uh, I, I don't know why I've always wanted to go, but I've always wanted to go. Yeah. Uh, so, Sweden, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, the World Shoot, that's going to be this, uh, this month, actually. It's already June. So at the end of this month, we're going to have the world shoot for IPSC, Action Air World Shoot, the legit you know, shoot, going to be here in Hong Kong. And uh, yep. Tim and myself are going to go cover it. We're going to see all these awesome shooters go strut their stuff, and that's going to be really exciting. So I think these two are the two big things that are definitely on my on my radar to do, you yeah. know, to, 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 to see. And what product, finally, are you most looking forward to in the next 12 months? Oh, man, what product? Uh I really don't know. Like, there are some things that you you see, uh, and you cross your fingers they come out. Like, for example, the MDR from uh, yeah. from from Silverback, right? The Desert yes. Tech MDR. That I know it's just you know a lot of people are gonna say oh, it's just another AEG, but it's the MDR though. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just oh, I can't wait to get my hands on it. I'm glad you said that because I'm looking forward to that one as well personally. It yeah, looks the, the way they're doing things. It looks like it's breaking away from the mold a little bit. Looking at the internals from what I remember. Yes, yes, it, it's also, very also yeah, but also the fact that you've got the likes of the SRS and they are really well made guns. You know, going back to the SRS, um, I remember in the beginning, they, they had their growing pains, like the bolt yeah. issue with, you know, the push bolt versus the pull bolt, and they, like their hop-up was always a little, it, it was it was a little over-engineered, I think that I think that the right word would be, uh, but now, I mean, you, you pull one out of the box, and you can go and drop some, somebody, you know, 50, yeah. 60 feet out, it's no problem. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and like the build quality is unreal oh, yeah, as well. Yeah. Even their um, sport line, just fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the Desert Tech license is certainly a nice, unique one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, a really cool looking bullpup. I'm, I'm not a bullpup fan by any by any stretch of the imagination, but when I saw the yeah. MDR, I was like, oh, I need yeah. this. I need to talk about this. And that was just a 3D printed one that we saw as well. At yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't even an actual properly built one yet. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. Well, thanks very much for your time, Mark. Hey, thanks thank for, you for having the me. It's fun. Uh, it's been again. a pleasure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, we'll, we'll look at getting maybe Tim on as well, and we can. Yeah, you guys. We can. We can. Ha- we can have a competition between you two during the show. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Where can people find you? Get in touch with you. 
if you want to find me, you can always add me on Facebook. You just got to search Mark Redwolf West. That's M-A-R-C-K, Redwolf. I hope I don't have to spell that out for you guys, but Redwolf and then West is in the direction opposite of East. Uh, yeah. So you can find me there on Facebook. If you want to add me on Instagram, it's R-W Mark, um, and you can find me there. Cool, cool. And I've just thought of another question. Do it. <laughs> the nicknames, where have they all come from? Ah, uh, yes. So let's start with let's start with Gambit. So Gambit, uh, when he was in college, um, he had this fascination with card flourishes and magic tricks. So it was very natural for him. X-Men, Gambit, he likes cards. Kind of a no-brainer on that one. Yeah. So that's how he inherited that one. Tim's porn stash. Now, this is actually quite funny because Tim, you know, um, he doesn't grow much facial hair. You know, um, we're, him and I were both a little, you know, challenged in that department because, you know, the Asian genes, they kind of stunt the growth. You know, I, I'm very fortunate that I, I'm able to kind of hobble together some semblance of a beard, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, so what happened was Tim was on his way to a Milsim game in the U.S., and they were driving down the road with our, our former um, head of U.S. sales, um, uh, Robert uh, Kaiju. Um, yep. love, love that man. Uh, so they were driving down, and Tim say looked out the window, and the, the, there was a guy driving next to him with the, with the biggest, dirtiest porno stash ever, you know, like the handlebar <laughs> mustache. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, what a porn stash. And everybody's like, what? What? And, uh, and then so Tim's like, huh, what, where? What, 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 what porn? Where, where's the porn? <laughs> <laughs> and so, and everybody's like, oh man, because they were trying to think about a nickname for him the whole time. And everybody's like, that's it. We're calling you porn stash because A, that was funny. You thought it was actually porn out there. B, it's kind of ironic because you can't grow a handlebar mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Blue Steel for me, uh, everybody's watched Zoolander. Uh, so, I did a photo shoot for like some Russian gear one time. I challenge you guys to go find that uh, on our online store uh, where I looked at the camera and I was really serious and then they screen captured my face and then they put it next to Derek Zoolander and then that's just how it came to be. It's like, <laughs> we're calling you Blue Steel whether you like it or not. I'm like, okay. And that also came from uh, Kaiju. So, he is the naming master. Yeah. <laughs> and a nice guy as well as you said. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Cool. Well, as I said, thanks very much for coming hey, on the show. You're welcome. Oh, always a pleasure. We've always gone through. We've just gone through where people can find you. So hopefully, we don't need to do that again. Fingers uh, crossed. Yeah, and if if you want to check out the videos, guys, head over to Red Wolf Airsoft TV on YouTube and yes. check out their content. Definitely yes. do it. Do it now. Do it well, now. When I've finished. Greatly appreciate uh, it. Please, pretty please. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for this week. You've reached the end of the Chairsofter Show. Uh, as usual, get involved on Instagram and Facebook at the Chairsofter Show on Instagram, Facebook. Type the Chairsofter Show into your search bar. We'll see you next week's episode, guys. Take care, take your hits, and look after each other. See you next week. Goodbye.